This is The Tea Project with your host, Gadiel and Michelle, a husband and wife duo where they will be discussing personal finance, managing a household, and so much more. Gadiel is a father, husband, a military veteran, and a lawyer. Michelle is a mother, wife, boss. Each week, they will be providing you with fresh and valuable content, so stay tuned. And now, welcome to The Tea Project. Hi everyone, you are listening to Tea Project. Today we're going to talk about consumer issues, how you can handle any consumer issues in terms of um, if you see that a service that was provided to you was below par or just any financial blunder that you may think of. You know, just think about anything like if you are getting married and all of a sudden you decided that you weren't. You put in a deposit for a banquet hall, and how do you get that money back? A contract is a contract, and um, you think that that's where it ends, and you that money is lost. But there's there is still hope. So Gariel over here is yes. gonna give some key points or advices on what you can do. There's there's hope, folks. Look, and even when even when the the, the blunder is really on your part, where, where like Michelle said. You pay for a, a deposit at a, a banquet hall because you're going to get married. And for whatever reason, you either go to a different banquet hall because that happened to us, actually. <laughs> we put a deposit down on a banquet hall many years ago. And um, we decided eh, that's not the place we wanted to get married at. So, you know, I think we put down like $1,000. What was it? Something, Something like, that. like that. Right. And then um, and you put it down. You decide, nah, I'm not going to do it here. But the contract that you probably signed says no refunds because the banquet hall owner has to protect themselves as well. You know, they're in the business uh, of making money, not just uh, providing you space and, and not make any money or any assurance that if you decide to walk away, you're not going to, they're not going to, you know, make any money off of that. Anyhow, so there's many things we can do. And me and Michelle have done many things, you know, we've, we've, <laughs> there are many things that we've signed uh, for services, you know, contract for services or, where we've regretted, and then yeah. we've or, or been we, able to... Or we got a bad service. Or we got a bad service, yeah. Or we bought something, a, a good... Mostly, a, I mean, it's been a few where we weren't happy, like it was bad service, or, a, or probably the majority of them. Yeah. And then others where we're like, come on, can you cut us a break for yeah. it? And and then we've been successful at, at, uh, at recuperating that money. Right. So, I mean, you, you name it, uh, whether it's... Um, a contract for services, uh, you purchased a good, an item, something, whatever the deal is, where well, you're the consumer, right? These are consumer issues, how to handle consumer issues. And you're the consumer. Here are some of the things you can do to recover your money or at least part of it, right? So the first thing that, that you should do, number one, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. What is that? That's an old saying that say you're driving down the road, and that tire, one of the tires are like low pressure or or there's a squeak, the brake. You hear the brake going, weak, weak, weak. It's going to be so, the, the sound is going to be so obnoxious that you're going to say, you know what? I got to take care of it. It's bothering me. You know, if it didn't squeak, it wouldn't bother you. So picture yourself as a squeaky wheel. You're complaining. That's the squeak. You're going to get the grease because companies hate customers, customers. Companies hate customers that complain. There's nothing worse than a, than a 
than a complaining customer. You know what I mean? It's nuisance. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the first thing you should do, Michelle, what do you think the first thing you should do is? Well, um, I think at, at, you have to kind of evaluate, is it, is it fair enough to, to get the money back or to get, um, or if you think that you were cheated, what are those key points? Because you need to have some, some reasons, some reasons, right? Um, you can't sound absurd. Hey, yeah. I want my money back, <laughs> but the service you got was was perfect. Right. That's a sounds like ludicrous. you ate your you ate your food, and then all of a sudden you say, Yeah, I don't want to pay. Didn't. I didn't like it. I ate <laughs> exactly, the whole thing. Not that. Right. So I think that probably would be the first step. So your complaint has to be reasonable, man. Mm -hmm. It can't just be like you know, like Michelle said, you ate dinner, you ate the whole thing, but then you say, ah, I didn't like it. I'm not going to pay for it. That ain't flying with anybody, man. So. If the service that you got or the product you got is obvious that there's something wrong with it, the first thing you should do is complain, right? But who do you complain to? So here's an example. Do you remember when we had an issue a long time ago with T-Mobile? No. Okay, so we bought two phones and mm -hmm. it was like a promotion. You buy one, get another one free or something like that. Or you get like oh, a, a rebate. Oh, this is back in Michigan. This is back in Michigan. Yeah. You get a rebate. You get a phone. You get a $200 rebate. So we bought two phones. We should get a 400 bucks. Whatever the amount was. So I did. Ex we did exactly that. We bought the phones. We we kept the receipt. And then we filled out the forms. Mm -hmm. We filled out the rebate, rebate forms. We send the original receipts to like some third party who was handling the rebates. So what happens? They did not pay us the rebates. They didn't pay us what we what what we bargained for. So we complained. But who do you complain? When you call a company, regardless on the size, you gotta complain to a decision maker. Right? So when you call customer support, customer service, you you, you can briefly complain to the representative. Just so that it goes on the record. Just so it's recorded, there's a file, notes, this and that. But the person who really did, makes the decision, it's that person's supervisor, the manager, uh, and that's and depending on the size. If it's a small company, it may just be the owner, and that's who you want to speak to. But if it's a big company like T-Mobile, you talk to a manager, and you get their ID number, you get their name, and then you tell them, hey, sir, what's your name? Okay, I'm writing this down. What's your ID number? Because they usually have some type of ID number or a representative ID or something like that. What does that do? Well, it's you're marking uh, the facts down. You're writing all the facts, and that's letting him know I got you, and I'm writing what you're telling me. So the next time I call because you haven't satisfied my issues, I'm gonna call you out, sir. You know, you gave me your ID number one five six, and the next time I call in a week because you haven't given me my money or whatever it is, I'm I'm putting you on the record. So that's the first thing you do is you complain to a manager or comp or, or the owner. Mm -hmm. Number one, talk to the decision Wait, maker. Wait, but I thought number one was writing down your reasons yeah, to make sure it's Write the reasons down. For, so that's one. Okay, that's number and one. two is... But if you're unhappy, I mean, you probably have those, number, those reasons memorized. I mean, you're passionate about why you're pissed. And I'm glad you said that because I think that the key thing to take from, all, from this and whatever we're going to discuss is you are your own advocate. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. unless you want to hire an attorney and they'd advocate for you. But even then you have to come with, with the, um, the meat and potatoes is why, why, why is it that you want to right. complain about this or what is it that you're seeking? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so definitely ha you better have your reasons. And, and like Michelle said, you're your own advocate. 
ain't there's no one gonna fight for you. That that manager is not gonna fight for you. The owner is not gonna fight for you. So it's really you. You are gonna have to take control and advocate all the way. And and I think what's important here is that you have to commit to it. How how much time do you want to commit? Oh my god! Because like. We'll give an example. The um, what was it when we closed for our current home? Okay. We were dealing with our bank, um, and they hadn't they hadn't uh they hadn't so, transferred our what is it? Oh, they haven't wired the money. So the closing funds. So yeah. we were, we just bought a home, and uh, our bank where we have our you know our operating account and everything. We trans we wired um. The closing funds to the escrow company, right? Well, for we whatever were on reason, that phone for for we, quite some time. Yeah. So, but for whatever reason, the bank didn't timely wire that money, so we couldn't close as scheduled. We had to wait an extra day. But what did me and Michelle do? Boy, we called that bank and we went crazy. We took turns calling. Matter of fact, no, we were simultaneously. Yeah, we were calling at the same time. Why? Because we wanted time. to close, but. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't have closed that the, the next day. We, it would have been probably the day after that. You right. Know? So that's basically what we're saying is that you have to be ready to commit. You have to. Um, so if it means taking, you know, your a lunch break, a couple of lunch breaks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to get on the phone and constantly be on the phone, and probably where they hang up on you, probably where. You, you get transferred from one person to the next person to the next person. Mm-hmm. It depends on how how badly do you want that, um, right. whatever you're seeking for, whether it's money or whatever, um, how badly do you want it? Right. I mean, I guess I guess you got to look into that. I mean, yeah. if it's if it's something that you're like, you know what, it's just not worth it. Worth your not time. Not worth your time and really your the headache that it puts you through. Then then maybe you know what, cut your losses and move and on. I think for the most part we. I want to say that we go after, and I guess it doesn't really matter the amount, but the amounts that we've gone after are well over a hundred, two hundred, some even a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I mean, we do sometimes out of principle, man. And yeah. the principle, look, I always when I talk to clients, they always feel passionate about whatever their issues are, and I tell them sometimes, I tell them this: sometimes principle, you lose on principle. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cost you more than what it is that you want. Your time. You're trying to seek in, re- in yeah. return. And if you if you're waiting to if you're if you're if you're willing to do that commit to that more power to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I tell them it's not worth it. But hey, if you're gonna pay me to, for for a service, let's do it. Yeah. Um. So, so that's number two. Number one, write everything down. Write your reasons. And number two is complain to the decision maker. So what happens when that doesn't work? So, me and Michelle have have tried several things right we tried in, the, in our past that so we've tried things so here's something that you can do and i and and there's a, a a hierarchy right if the company you if it's a small company you can complain to your county consumer protection division so if you live in miami-dade county or you live in pasco county pinellas county hillsborough county whatever county you're you're living in they may have some consumer protection division a division that takes complaints from consumers regarding a business that's operating within that county right even city too you look into your city ordinances or whatever city you live in if they have an ordinance that says hey 
companies, um, you know, they can't do X, Y, and Z. Here's your platform where you can complain. Cities sometimes, for sure, county has it, counties. Um, so if the county, if you want to say, you know what, I'm going to hit them hard. I'm going to go county level, file a complaint. It's like a form usually. And then I'm going to go state level. What state level? Let me see if we've done this before. I, I want to say we've done this, but I always recommend it to clients. I said, look, do the county, right? Do state level. So if it's a company that's, that is regulated by a license, right? If they're, um, you know, construction or builder or barber or something that's regulated with a license, you can file a complaint with the board license, uh, the licensing board of that person's uh, business, which is usually at a state level, you know. Here in Florida, Florida has a, a licensing board for doctors, nurses, lawyers, CPAs, barbers, builders, contractors, uh, real estate agents, you know, you name it. If they have a license, you can complain to this board. I'm telling you what, nobody, nobody that that you're complaining against that has a license really want they don't really want you to do that right because you're messing with their livelihood man and if you have a real if you have merit to your complaint then they're gonna say listen don't don't do that listen don't do that don't complain to the board or the state or the county listen let's just what what, what do we need to do to resolve this and then you do that if if that doesn't work right there's always the consumer protection division of the attorney general in your state. You can go that route. I've done that too. Um, you know, what, what, what that does is when you file a complaint with one of these agencies, they reach out to the business owner. So now the business owner has to spend their time, right? And maybe their money because now they got to hire a lawyer to respond to a complaint that you processed through one of these agencies. So and and they, and they look at it as a cost benefit. Is it worth it really for me to spend money and time arguing this person's complaint, you know, defending the complaint, or let me just go direct with the com the consumer and say, listen, what what do we need to do? You want your money back? Okay. Uh, I can't pay you half because I rendered service. I'll pay you some back. Is that okay with you? Okay, deal. Boom, and it's it's over, right? So. When all those agencies, when that doesn't work out for you, right, for whatever reason, where do we go? One of our go-to is the BBB, yeah. the Better Business Bureau. They're, they're not, they're an agency, but they're not like a, a, they don't have like an authority. What I like about the BBB is what, they, what they've done. And a lot of these like Yelp, a lot of these platforms, what they do is they become a platform, right, to solicit um, complaints against businesses. So, or, so yeah, they, they, they become a, a place where you can go file your complaint. Now it's public. You're complaining about this mortgage company because they screwed you over on whatever, right? But it's there for everyone to see. So that's, that's what these, these companies do, right? So it's public for everybody when you make a complaint with the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. They then send that complaint to the business and have them respond within a reasonable amount of time. Their response, it becomes public as well. And they sort of become like a mediator, like a third party to resolve your issues. But what's in it for the BBB? This is how. They 
uh, aside from you know receiving complaints, they actually ask, hey, if you want to be a you know a rated on our you know our platform, you pay like a membership. So that's like their side business, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the consumer looks like they're doing a good deed, which they are, but I mean, they're not going to work for free either. So they got to figure out how to how to make revenue and make some money. So that's that. All right. Um, any other ways do you think how you can complain and sort of put pressure on a company? I mean, these are like meritful complaints. This ain't just you know, some bogus complaints. I personally think that um, what has helped us all these years when we've had issues like this yeah. is, and I'm not doing it to really to sell you, but because I don't, I don't, we're not trying to, well, it's not that we're not trying to sell you, but, um, <laughs> but it's, it's your letter. <laughs> Listen, it's your letters that go uh, out to yeah. these companies that yeah. really make them move. Right. Um, the, here's one example that comes to my mind is when we, we were, just coming back from Michigan, we moved um, to, into my parents shortly, mm-hmm. and then we moved to Dura, and we looked at some apartments, <laughs> yeah. and w- <laughs> we had like buyer's remorse. We did, so we put a deposit down yes. at an apartment, and I don't remember that it was too much. I think it was like a few hundred. dollars. It was a few hundred dollars, and 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 the issue is we paid it, right? We paid it. And mm-hmm. within a day or two later, we said, ah, you know what? We, yeah. we don't want to do it. And they, didn't. So, and they didn't want to give us the money back. Right. Do you know if we had, we're in time to request it or did we pass the time? I, I, I can't remember what it was. But what I do remember is that the moment you put that letter in and you sent it out, it was like the golden ticket. Yeah. So it's a demand letter, folks. Whenever you you want to you wanna complain Whatever, whatever method or route you take, when you complain, it helps if you put it in a letter and you write it certified and you send it to like the CEO or whoever it is. But you got to make sure the the, re- the letter is well written. It's You check the grammar. Yeah, you but check- it's not, it, that's not what I'm talking about. That's just the minimum. Yeah. I'm talking about having your letterhead on on there okay, an attorney's that, letterhead oh yeah, that, on there that changes everything you put that, yeah but it's like it, it's like you want that money in like a, on a snap of a finger you'll get it with the letterhead cuz that's what we've we've um yeah. we've become, so, come to realize or whatever so we've done that too many times we use but for the folks who don't know right mm-hmm. i'm an attorney but a lot of folks don't know attorneys and, and they don't want to spend money on an attorney so they can't write that letter obviously if they want to hire an attorney the problem is when you do that you pay the attorney out of your pocket mm-hmm. that out of pocket cost is not going to get reimbursed by the company because there's no reason to contractually there's no reason to say hey you owe me for attorney fees but where in whatever agreement does it say i, I owe you for that what i do owe you is whatever we agreed upon mm-hmm. if you're not happy for the the pool service I gave you, yeah, I'll give you your money back. But you decided to go to get an attorney and pay for that. Well, that's really on you. So sometimes if the value of what you're trying to get back in return is less than what an attorney is going to charge you for the time to put a letter, then maybe it's not the best. And, right. I, and I tell people all the time, they call me and say, hey, can you write a letter for this, this, and this? Right, but for the things that are like, you know, in the thousands or oh, it's whatever, for, for it's, sure it's worth, worth it. it. It's worth it. And oh, I'm going to give an example then. Here's an example. Look, I had a client recently that he he's he, he's in the flipping houses, right? He hired a company, a uh, remodeling company, to come do some type of repair in their bathroom. 
they're doing like a shower, um, changing the tiles, something in the bathroom. And what happened? Where um, they did some plumbing and the plumbing caused some water damage to that bathroom and to the adjacent unit that my client owned both units, right? So what happened? He, he tried to, he tried to, um, he tried to talk to the owner of the remodeling company and they were just, Hey, I'm so sorry. There's nothing we can do. It cost them over $12,000 worth of damages, 12,000. Now he had to pay a mold inspection company, a restoration company. He had to take time off of his day, his work, his regular day job to oversee these operations at the, at this rental property. And the, the owner was not going to, I'm so sorry, you know, here's an issue. They didn't have a contract. They had a verbal agreement. Hey, how much are you going to charge me to fix this bathroom? Oh, I charge you X. They didn't have a contract. So when the, so when the, when the, when the, the um, real estate guy called me, he said, listen, can you help me? This happened and they don't want to re, they don't want to pay for the damages. I said, listen. You don't have a contract, you can go to court, pay the attorney, pay me or whoever, our time, our hourly fee, plus the cost of filing, right? But they don't have to pay you that in return because there's no contract stating the loser pays attorney's fees, right? So I said, listen, let me write a letter to the owner and see if we can resolve this. Long story short, I got him into a contract both where they were willing, where the modeling company is willing to repay this this my client in monthly installments um, without going to court. Yeah. All from a demand letter that I sent, and then a for, you know thereafter negotiations. But definitely, if it's worth it, you know, if it's if the amount is high enough, for sure go get an attorney. No question about it. Yeah. You know, so definitely demand letters from attorneys uh, does go a long way. But anyhow, folks, I would say if the amount is not that high. Right, it's gonna cost you more to get a lawyer. Try some of the things that we talked about. You know, talk to the manager, complain to them, write a Google review. You know, uh, now these days, people shop based on reviews. So if a review is bad for a pool company, who the heck's gonna use that company? They have bad reviews. No well, way. But that can be that can be. Um... Somebody can look at that if you say that it's as that's retaliation, and I don't think that that's what we're trying to say. What we're no. I think what I happens mean, is you complaining on Google, putting a bad review. At the very minimum, there's you're hoping that they're going to um, reach out to you and say, "Hey, out. how do we fix it?" See, yeah. I, I I say this before you put the review, you reach out to the owner and you say, "Look, if we don't resolve this, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z." Yeah. You put them on notice. Oh, you know, I don't want you to do that. Let's just resolve it here. Mm -hmm. But if you do it without talking to them first, what happens? The damage is done. They don't have to pay you anything. The damage is done. You left the review. Okay, leave it. But you're not, I'm not paying you a penny. Right, but even when people put a bad review on, a, on, you know, you go to a restaurant and you leave a bad review, there's times where these restaurants will reach out to you and yeah, try no, no, that's to... True. Um, that's rectify true. the, you know, hey, here's a free a $10 gift card or something right. like that. They surprise you. They're like, oh, yeah. my God. Okay, but if you do the review part, review is full of, uh, full of it doesn't have any grammatical errors. You, you Make sure it's written because what happens is you put up a, a crap review, right? 
you don't use punctuation, you don't use, you know, whatever, someone else is going to see it and say, oh, this is just a disgruntled customer. Mm -hmm. This is just like some bonehead who's just mad about something, really mad about themselves, right? Mm -hmm. that, they, that they left some, some nasty review. But if you leave a professional looking review, detailed exactly what it is that you're upset about, other review, other people, other customers are going to read that review and say, okay, this must be a bad company. This person had a bad experience, but it's not a, a, a customer who's a crazy customer who's leaving nasty reviews and all this crazy stuff. No, they sound like a sane person, right? Mm -hmm. And, they, and they, they um, left a bad review, but it's well written. What I'm saying is that help other customers out by leaving a well-written, poor review of hmm. the customer. You know, well-written. If not, customers are going to think it's it's really you, not not the business. So anyhow, any, you know, any closing remarks? Nope. I think, uh, it's like I said before, you're your own advocate. You, you have to decide if it's worth um, pursuing and you have to be well aware of the time that it's gonna that it's gonna take and just commit to it if you decide to go through with it so 100 percent. and uh, folks look if you know of some other ways that that helped you recoup you know some money please let us know in the comments section let us know what strategy you use strategies you use uh we would like to know please like the video please subscribe please hit the bell button so you're uh you're listening into our next podcast and uh, we wish you well. God bless. God bless.